Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about finances. Um, it'll be just a very basic introduction to what I recommend finances be for musicians. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey guys, welcome to episode nine of the podcast. And first and foremost, happy new year. I cannot believe it's 2019. Um, 2018 literally flew by. Today, we're going to talk about finances. So I know it sounds like very New Year's resolution-y, um, but this is actually something that in reflecting on my 2018 actually made a difference in my business. You know, once I finally took a handle on where my money was going, um, how I wanted to grow financially and what were some things I was going to do with the added growth in my business. And personally, I've never had a negative relationship with money. In fact, I am an avid spender (laughs) and I just love to spend. Um, So it was really hard for me to kind of sit down and create a budget. First of all, I did not want to know how much money I spent on certain things. Um, And secondly, I was just afraid. Uh, The bank account always seemed like this number that just shouldn't matter because it was never really attractive. Um, But I think like once I finally decided that it was important to really, for realsies, take a handle on my finances, um, it actually made a difference. So Obviously, I'm not an expert in finances, and I'm absolutely going to be sharing from my personal experience. There's so many ways to do finances and budgets and things like that for your business. So I will actually be bringing an expert um, probably in the month of February, my CPA, who also happens to be specialized in musician taxes. So we will give you some great insights from an actual professional, and he will you know, help us all get ready for our favorite time of year, which is tax time not. Um, Okay. So also for today's episode, we will have an epic freebie in our show notes. Um, This is a tracker that I created specifically for musicians that I've been using this past year and it's been proven and tested. uh, So you're welcome. Feel free to go over there and check it out. But um, also in case you haven't um, heard the Musician Meltdown podcast, there is an episode where I talk about um, my spending and my financial meltdowns. Um, So in case you haven't checked that out, go check it out and it'll give you a better idea as to how much of a miracle this transformation has been for me. Um, That time where I went to Spain three years ago and built a trombone seminar and spent, you know, like $30,000 in the red. Um, But since then recovered and this method that I'm going to talk about has really, really been helpful. So the first thing that I want to discuss is a personal development fund. That sounds kind of weird, um, but especially with emerging artists, I've noticed that sometimes certain decisions are exclusively dictated by finances. Um, And, you know, especially if you're trying to win a job somewhere or um, as a college professor or just even expand your credibility and your brand, um, let's say you have an amazing opportunity to go speak or give a lecture masterclass at a university and they're only paying you, you know, a small stipend or enough to cover your time, but not necessarily your travel. This is where the personal development fund comes in because you have this allotted amount of money that doesn't really mess up your rent or your food or anything like that. 
that is specially designed for these kinds of instances. Or let's say you get a new instrument sponsorship and you need to take new pictures. Um, This doesn't interrupt your regular life. Um, The amount that you wish to put in this personal development fund, you know, is really up to you. I encourage my people to give 15% and you can either determine that through your salary. Um, I know all of us have different pockets of income. So if you want to say, you know, from my monthly private student thing, I'm going to give, you know, X amount of money towards this development fund. Um, that is also fine. And I also encourage having either a savings account or a second personal checking account specifically for these funds. Um, so this will always allow you to be able to do those things that come up last minute, or that would be incredibly pivotal to your career without feeling like it's straining your food or your rent or all the necessary basic things that you need. Um, and also without having to swipe a credit card and get in debt, because that's actually one of the things that if I could go back and change my financial habits when I was first starting my business and career, it would be to not go into debt into debt with that. Um, I was very fortunate and I had a full scholarship for college and the debt that I currently have is exclusively business debt. Um, so that's something that, you know, I, I definitely want to share with everyone as a means to encourage. There's nothing wrong with having credit cards. There's nothing wrong with, you know, taking risks. I'm definitely a risk taker. Um, but it is very important to make sure that you are liquid. And by that, I mean, have cash and are paying from debit accounts and also not spending more than you can actually um, afford. So that is the first thing I'll say. Um, The next thing would be to track your spending. So this year I came to terms and was like, you know what, we need to know exactly where our money is going and not just for the business, but for, you know, myself personally as well. Um, Where are we investing our money? Um, Where are all these subscriptions going to and from? And I mean, you know, we all have these random like, you know, $10 Spotify thing and Netflix and Hulu and, you know, this credit card processing machine and, you know, the hosting for your website and the domain renewal and all this random stuff that just gets debited. And personally, I had no idea when or where or on which card. Um, And that was just definitely not an attractive place to be. So I decided to track a month worth of spending. So every day at the end of the day, I would jot down, okay, I spent this amount of money on Starbucks. This was a grocery bill. This was a bill for my phone, um, you know, so forth and so on. And at the end of every day, I would tally the amount of money I spent on that day. And then at the end of the week, I would tally the amount of money I spent for the entire week. And then at the end of one month, I was able to see weekly how much money I was spending. I was able to see where most of my money was going. And I was able to track those expenses that I'd never considered in in my budget because they were, you know, $10 here, $5 there. Um, One of the most shocking things for me was I spent so much money on food and not just like eating out or groceries or whatever, but, you know, when I have a project or buying my team lunch or my client coffee or all of these little things that I had never considered, a huge part of my income was going towards that. So it was just really helpful to have that awareness um, and to based on that, instead of just depriving myself of some of the of my habits already, I was able to just watch myself. Um, that's actually something really valuable that my coach said to me was don't like completely change the way you do things because it's not sustainable. Like this needs to become a lifestyle. It needs to happen over time. And we all know that it's kind of hard to be patient, especially when it comes to finances, when you have bills to pay and things like that. But it was really helpful to say, okay, Karen, well, this month you actually did spend $200 on Starbucks. And no, they were not all for yourself. And it was not all mocha lattes. So calm down. But also that's kind of ridiculous. So, you know, it was just really helpful to have that self-awareness. So 
It's going to be painful. I might apologize in advance, but just do it so you can kind of see where your money goes. And then once you have an idea of what that looks like, then start figuring out where are some areas that you maybe want to improve on or what are some things that are non-negotiable for you. So for me, my coachings, therapy, anything to do with health and nutrition are just non-negotiable. Like I have to add this to my budget. If that means that I could have, you know, less Starbucks or less Lyft or Uber rides or whatever, then so be it. But my health and nutrition has to be be a priority, especially financially. And obviously, you know, like rent and groceries and all that jazz. Um, so for that reason, I designed a little tracker. Um, and at the top, it says, where did my money go? Question mark. Um, and I, I tried to make the financial part fun for me because I'm not like a color coded kind of person. I'm not a stickers and glitter person, but it couldn't be an ugly Excel spreadsheet because I would just never write in it. So I tried to make it kind of attractive and you guys can decide if it's hideous or not, but it was exciting to me. Um, And at the top, it says the month, it says the year. And then total monthly income. So I know that's going to be like the first question for everyone. Like, well, I don't know what my monthly income is. And it's like, okay, well, you can find an average of what you make every month, especially as a freelancer. And this will also inform what are some areas in your life that you need to create some or develop some consistency. So for example, I know how much my private lesson money is monthly. So I haven't, you know, five or six students. So I know exactly what that number is going to be. I know that, you know, um, one of my kids goes on summer vacation. So I know there's a month in the summer where I won't have that income, but I know that he usually makes it up in September. So, you know, you kind of have an idea for what that looks like after tracking all of this and you want to decide, you know, what is that average monthly income and based on that build a budget. So there's so many ways to build a budget. Um, I think I've tried all of them, and I prefer the $0 budget. Um, And this is actually something that Dave Ramsey teaches, um, where you want to allocate your funds 100%, meaning at the end of the month and where your budget ends for that month, it should be at $0. So you're going to list your rent, your food, um, how much money is going into savings, how much money is going towards vacation, you know, Christmas gifts, whatever you want to allocate throughout the year and on a monthly basis, um, your Roth IRA. Now that we talked about that 15% personal development fund, like where is all of that money going? Um, And at the end of the month, you have spent all the money and you have allocated it to where it needs to go, your emergency fund, all of that. And you're not concerned as to where your money is going because you know exactly where it's going because you've planned for that. And of course, like there's obviously sometimes emergencies or last minute things or things we didn't anticipate. And I also personally, because is the story of my life, put a contingency in my monthly budget. Um, my amazing doggies have had like literally a monthly vet visit since we got them this past February. Um, like the most expensive dogs ever. They need to sponsor themselves. Um, so, you know, we'll have like a butt issue or like a dew claw problem or whatever the heck. And it's like, great. So I can budget, you know, at least a $200 expense with that, but I have a higher contingency in case somebody needs surgery or whatever. Um, so those are the kinds of things that you want to budget for. And this um, document that I created will have budget categories. So the one I'm staring at has, you know, food, groceries, gas for trips, um, my favorite coffee shop, my date night place, um, getting my nails done, um, haircuts, holiday gifts, things like that. And then there's a column right next to it. So you have the monthly budget. And then right next to it, you have the monthly spent. So sometimes when I budget a certain amount of money for groceries, let's say, um, let's just take 
the last month, the month of December, I had budgeted, you know, my groceries for the month, but I was out of town every single week that month. So my grocery budget was lower because I wasn't eating at home as much, but my eating out budget was higher because I was not home. And then, you know, I wrote down how much I actually spent versus how much I budgeted for. And, you know, this is the place where you find out if you're over budget or under budget. Um, There's another column right next to it to talk about the difference. So if you went over, what's the difference or under the difference? And then percentage of income that that category was. So at first, my food budget was the highest part of my income, believe it or not. Um, And, you know, now I found that it's evened out a little bit more. And now actually my greatest percentage of income from the business is my payroll, Uh, not income, of the money that goes out is my payroll. So this will kind of give you an idea of where the money goes, how much you're spending, is your budget even realistic? And the good news here is we have our whole lives to figure this out. Um, We have plenty of time to adapt these new habits and kind of see the momentum from it. So like I've said before, it's going to take you about 21 days to feel comfortable and not super weird or stressed about this. And you won't see the results for another three months. So whatever you start today, the results will happen in three months. So by the end of March, assuming you start today, we will start to feel like we have a handle on our finances. And I promise that once you do that you're going to be less anxious. Um, All of these career things are not going to seem so daunting. Um, And also, I I just feel that whenever our finances are not under control, it's kind of difficult to be creative. And we have all these stereotypes of like the starving artists and all of this stuff. And I, I just, I really want to demystify that because it's not actually true. And, you know, the things that you choose to invest in are your prerogative and where your money goes is based on the lifestyle that you want. And that's just one of the things that I really encourage, especially my emerging artists, is to decide the lifestyle that you want and kind of create that based on what you want to do with your career. So it's not that your financial future is dictated by your circumstances or by your career choice. I mean, you could be a lawyer and not make as much money. You could be a crappy, you know, lawyer and not do that well. So, you know, it just really depends on where your effort and energy goes. And sincerely, as a business owner of many different kinds of industries, whatever number you track, so whatever is tracked in your business will grow. Kind of like what wherever your energy goes, and flows, that's what grows in your life, not to sound cheesy. Um, But every time I've looked at, you know, different um, facets of my business or different departments, and I've said, okay, I want this program to grow, I want this to grow, and I'm going to focus my energy on that. That is actually what happens. Um, So then the last thing I'll talk about budgets and this topic in general is creating an additional budget for projects. So this is mostly the well, actually, you could use the the freebie for anything, but I usually use it for just personal stuff and also for, for my business. But when it comes to separate projects, like I have an emerging artist workshop, that's a completely new can of worms and set of budget situation. So I like to create three different budgets per project. I have an ideal budget. So, if, you know, the sky's the limit. What would that look like? I have a realistic budget, meaning, okay, if I crunch some numbers, this is probably what we could do. This is kind of what we need. And then I have an actual budget which is like, if I had to put this off, pull this off tomorrow, this is what we actually have to work with. And what's great about this is, first of all, I'm organized. I'm informed. Knowledge is power. So I have no reason to be emotional about anything because it's all factual and it's all right in front of me. So 
I like to create these different scenarios because it doesn't limit my creativity. In fact, it encourages it because if I know that I have to make a certain amount of money or that this project is going to cost a certain amount of money, money, I'm able to budget for that and to ask for help, all of that. And especially if you're recording albums or commissioning music or you know printing sheet music, things like that, um, you want to make sure that you have budgets for all of these ventures and built in contingency as well, because you never know. And, you know, ideally you're under budget, but sometimes you go over. So just figuring out what the, what that's going to look like for you is going to be really important. Um, later on in future episodes, we will dive deeper into these budgets and what they look like. And I'll, you know, be sharing some real life examples of things. Um, I just find that again, going back to that emotional cycle and facts and feelings, um, especially again with emerging artists, like you want to record an album, you want to do an EP, you want to commission works, but you know, you feel like it's a lot of money or it's a lump sum of money or it's something that maybe will happen within the next 10 years. And I just don't believe that. I think if you get organized and give yourself a year, a year and a half for a major project and actually know your facts, it's so possible to get it done sooner than you anticipate. I also encourage everyone, especially when it comes to finances, to seek mentorship, to ask for help. Again, if I could go back and change something, it would definitely be that, knowing my numbers and seeking mentorship ahead of time. Um, unfortunately, this isn't something that we're taught in music school. I mean, at least to not, not to the extent of when you graduate and you're like, oh my gosh, what is a Schedule C form and 1099W2, what does that mean? Um there's, it's not really that specific. So I would encourage, you know, just finding some mentorship, some help. There's really great, um, resources online. Um, and you know, just finding a CPA or a tax professional that you feel really comfortable with and just ask all of the questions, even now as a business owner, five years into my artist management company and now artist services company, I sat down with my CPA last year because I had to ask for an extension because I was, you know, not organized. Um, and I said, okay, well, this is not working for me. Like what can this company do to, you know, make our finances last longer to make, you know, our tax time, not such a disaster. And also, you know, I have all these different income streams from all these different musical ventures that are separate from the company. Like, how can I keep it together, essentially? And, you know, we're transitioning my business model um, to a different kind of tax um, ID situation. And, you know, it's five years into the business. Like one would think that I would have figured this out a million years ago. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you are is totally great. And the important part is that you keep growing and that you seek help and get better at what you're doing. Okay, so in summary, you're going to have a personal development fund. We're going to track our spending because knowledge is power, create budgets that work for you, and whenever you're doing a project, creating three different kinds of budget, an ideal budget, a realistic budget, and an actual budget. Thanks so much for listening. And like I mentioned earlier in the episode, there is an awesome little spreadsheet that I created in the show notes. (laughs) 